I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. The COVID nineteen pandemic is not gone, but it's surely waning. And now that the masks are slowly coming off. Top vaccine makers like Pfizer, Moderna, BioNTech, or J and J are all headed for a slump in their revenues. According to vaccine trackers, as of now, more than 5.39 billion people across the world have received COVID-19 jabs. That's about 70% of the global population. But the demand for these vaccines is going down as COVID concerns take a backseat. Quoting Airfinity, a health data analytics group. A report on the Financial Times has said that the sales from COVID vaccines are set to fall by a fifth to forty-seven billion dollars next year. It has estimated that only around one point six billion COVID doses may be delivered next year, and that is much lower than three billion doses in twenty twenty-one and five billion doses in twenty twenty. Amid this endemic, smaller companies such as Novavax, which were a little late to the party, will especially find it difficult to gain a market share. Recently. Novavax also slashed its sales forecast for 2022, leading to the company's stock diving by 31 percent. So, if you haven't gotten your COVID shot yet, maybe you should think about getting it soon because COVID vaccines are about to get expensive. It is being estimated that to balance out the decline in the volume of vaccines produced, the average cost of a vaccine dose might soon become double of what it was in 2021, something around 37 dollars. But come to think of it. It was the onset of the COVID pandemic that had catapulted these pharma companies into lucrative businesses. Pfizer, for example, made nearly thirty-seven billion dollars in sales from its COVID nineteen vaccine in twenty twenty-one. Its revenues that year doubled to eighty-one point three billion dollars as compared to forty-one point nine billion dollars in twenty twenty. Or if you look at BioNTech, this German company had made only four hundred and eighty-two million euros in twenty twenty, but in twenty twenty-one. The annual revenue of biotech company BioNTech was nearly 19 billion euros. Of course, at the same time, they had to stave off a lot of accusations about profiteering amid a pandemic and contributing to vaccine inequality. But now, going forward, these biotech companies are reportedly looking to update their CVs. You know, find different growth opportunities and develop other kinds of drugs and vaccines. AstraZeneca and BioNTech, for instance. Are now planning to shift their focus on breast cancer treatment. Pfizer has reportedly acquired some biotech companies and is now looking to release drugs to tackle other respiratory viruses and alopecia. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. Hi. I'm Farheen Khan and here's the deep dive for October 18, 2022. Two old political parties, one in the UK and another one in India are going through a leadership challenge. Let's start with the UK. It's been a little over a month since Liz Truss became the Prime Minister of the UK, but it looks like she will go down in history as the British PM with the shortest tenure. At the time of election, Truss was viewed as a fresh and a necessary start for the UK. The country has been on the brink of a recession. Inflation is at an all-time high. Energy costs are soaring, and her predecessor Boris Johnson practically threw away the Conservative Party's electoral success with his mishandling of the COVID crisis and the Partygate controversy. 
but trust gutted that hope instead showing that bad governance can result in poor economics her proposed policies to flip the uk into a high growth low cost economy has been tainted by u turns the proposition to abolish the 45% top rate of income tax on earnings of 150 pounds or more that was put forth by her former chancellor of exchequer kwasi kwarteng especially drew concerns it was evident that these initiatives would drain the government's coffers by 45 billion pounds when coupled with their unfunded proposal to revoke a rise in the corporate tax rate from 19% to 25% beginning in april of next year Even US President Joe Biden has referred to Liz Truss's abandoned tax out plan as a mistake. To assuage the situation, Truss fired her finance minister, but that has hardly reinstated any faith. In recent weeks, the pound has decreased in value, the mortgage market has become turbulent, and the nation now faces a difficult road ahead. As the country's economic crisis worsens, Tory MPs are prepared to provide letters of no confidence in trust to Graham Brady, the chairman of the committee that oversees the leadership election. Except they are held back by 1922 committee rule that says that a PM cannot be ousted by a no confidence vote in the first year of their term. Yet it's only a matter of time. Given Truss's proposal causing chaos in global financial markets, now everyone is wondering whether Truss will survive until Christmas. However, an emergency statement by Jeremy Hunt, the newly appointed Chancellor of the Exchequer of the UK, suggests that the government is planning to reverse nearly all of the tax cuts it announced last month. It appears that Truss might just be able to retain her position. Elsewhere in India, the Congress party, which was formed 137 years ago, is also trying to battle an existential crisis. In a bid to reconfigure itself, The Grand Old Party is set to pick a non-Gandhi Party president for the first time in nearly 25 years. Since 1998, the post of the Congress chief has been held by either Sonia Gandhi or her son Rahul. But that's about to change. The two contenders for the post are Tiruvananthapuram MP Sashi Tharoor and veteran leader from Karnataka Mallikarjun Kharge. While Tharoor's candidature has raised some interest, all bets are on Kharge emerging as the Congress president. But winners and losers aside, this is quite a historic event for the Congress. With resignations, desertions and dissent among its leaders, the party has been in a state of turmoil for quite some time now. Repeated electoral losses have eroded its political legitimacy and weakened its influence on national politics, virtually pushing Congress to the rear end behind smaller regional parties. Senior leaders of the party complained that despite the decline the leadership wasn't willing to make structural changes including a change of guard. There's been much criticism over the fact that the Gandhis have been helming the party for over two decades. Feeling dejected over the past two years, many heavyweights have left the party to join rival formations or to float their own parties. At such a juncture, it had all boiled down to one big question. Does the Congress need to revamp itself? Yet most of the previous attempts to bring a non-Gandhi in as a party president have been blocked. The election is certainly crucial, but will it be able to usher in a new era for the Grand Old Party? The Signal Daily is produced in association with IVM. The episode was written, researched and produced by Shorbari and Manaswini, edited by Dinesh Narayan and Shorbari, mastered and mixed by Ajay Rajput. You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music. 
Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.